everybody it's your boy Niner Faithful how y'all doing sorry about being a little late we were running into a little bit of issues here at the library I know it seems like I have an excuse freaking every week doesn't it but uh we're listening to Niner Faithful Radio the show hosted by Faithful for the Faithful I'm your host Niner Faithful Niner Faithful and we thank you for listening today we got a great show for you as always. We're going to go ahead and break down our uh, off season. You know what different things that we could be getting into. Um, also, Radio AFS has packages available for as little as twenty five dollars for advertising. And if you go ahead and email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail dot com, I'll go ahead and forward you those packages. I mean, I, we've had all sorts of type of uh, people um, advertise on, on the network. Oh, okay. We already got some text messages going on here. All right, I also would like to thank anybody that's listening for the first time. Thank you so much. Glad you found us. We have fun here on the show. Ain't that right? Every day. Well, I don't know about every day. I couldn't do the show every day. I couldn't find – well, during the season, I could find something to talk about Niners every day. Well – I don't know. I wonder if I really could do this show every day. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, so the number to call into the show is 646-668-8467, or how, how I like to remember it is 646-Kendrick-Bourne-Daniel-Kilgore. And the number to call in, or t- number to text into the show is 408-755-0030. We already got some one or two text messages, so we'll go ahead and get to those in a little bit. Uh, Anyway, how was everybody's weeks? Glad that, um, glad everybody had a, um, hope everybody had a blessed New Year's. You know, we saw y'all New Year's Day, so um, hope everyone had a blessed, blessed New Year's. Let me go ahead and close all this out. And, uh, blah, blah, all this crap, Tola. Oh, man. What a day. So, you know what? Let me see. Was B. Evans able to load that onto uh, the soundboard? I went ahead and uh, so I got to call you and tell you all this little bit of a uh, little bit of this crazy crazy time I had. Um I was going to a friend's house, a um a friend that um I haven't seen in a couple of years, but a, a good friend of mine from high school and she went ahead and ordered me a lift. And um first lift driver cancels. So the second dude is this dude named Juan. So I'm like, okay, you know, looks like a pretty chill dude. All right, so I get in the lift and we're chopping it up and somehow we get talking about the Niners. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I host a, a radio, sh- a live radio show that, you know, also does a podcast. You know, I do a weekly blog and just telling him all the different stuff I do. And he's just there and he goes, yeah. He goes, um, well, me and my brother did the Niners anthem last year at the stick with San Quinn. 
I'm like, for real? And he goes, yeah. So I was like, hold on, bro. So I go ahead and I slap the song on. And uh, I slap the song on. And he's like tripping out like, wow, you know, this, here's this random dude I just randomly picked up, you know, from, um, you know, on an Uber. And, you know, he does a show and he's totally slapping my Niner song. So we went ahead and uh, gave us permission to go ahead and play the song on the show, and um, it looks like B. Evans, I don't see it. it, looks like B. Evans didn't get a chance to load it up, so we'll go ahead and play that for y'all next week, um, maybe when we're on a break, I'll really scroll through it, but um, if, if, if we don't have it, we'll be able to get it for you uh, next week. Um, matter of fact, I better text him to let him know that we go ahead and we have um let me go ahead and text him this. Um, click the link. All right. Um, are we doing contact? Um, so, so we really apologize, y'all. I know I have an excuse every week, but um, so yeah, so it's really crazy. You'll never know who you can meet in a lift station, or uh, you know, who your lift driver could be. But we went ahead and did that. Okay, that's Facebook. So we got Facebook Messenger call. Let me go ahead to my text free. All right, so we're going to go ahead and answer this text messages. Um, what's the – yeah, okay, we're good. All right, so we're good on the sound check. I just got the, the thumbs up. It's kind of, I apologize that I stopped talking, but it's kind of weird because I could hear myself and there's a little couple second delay. So I hear myself talking and then I hear myself pop up on Super Duper Producer's phone and it, it throws me off because I'm talking about text-free on her phone, but I'm trying to have a live conversation and it, it just kind of throws me off. Normally she goes out of the, the room, but um, oh well, we're not tripping today. But, um, yeah, so what is the difference between restricted and unrestricted free agent? I was hoping that you could possibly go over this on the show today. Thanks so much. Go Niners. So that's from the 559. Five, five, and I'm not going to read that message for the 415. All right, well, your show sucks. Get a real job. Okay, so apparently my show sucks and I need to get a real job. But I'm glad you asked that 559. Five, that we have, pretty sure. Yeah, we haven't gotten any yet. Let me see. I don't think Niner Faithful Radio has any. Um, no, I don't think it has any. Nope, not that I see. It would have notified me. Let me just go ahead and double check. Because I like to, you know, since this is a show hosted by Faithful for the Faithful, I like to give everybody an opportunity to listen to, um, or not listen, but everybody an opportunity to get their opinions out there. You know, we really appreciate anybody's opinion, you know, whether it's right, wrong. You know, you could think Jimmy G's a bust or whatever. Everybody has entitled to their opinion. This is America. You know, and we never turn this into a political show, but I will say I'm pretty sure we can all agree that we live in a great country. And that, you know, we all agree 
It's like I, it's like that post. It's actually funny because it popped up on my memories app on Facebook, where it says, uh, "Just because I'm mad doesn't mean doesn't mean I don't care, or doesn't mean I stop caring." And I always say the fact that if you get mad at something, it, it was a Niners game. It had it was that remember the meme I shared um, the day the, the Sharks lost the cup, and it was that old dude holding the umbrella over the Sharks logo, and it said, "Just because I'm mad doesn't mean I stop caring." And um, well, it's the same thing except it's just the Niners, right? They mean that they just put the Niners logo instead of the Sharks logo. And I shared that one too. Matter of fact, it popped up on my things you shared today. It popped up. So apparently, January 7th of 2017, I shared that. Anyway, I always say if I get mad at something, it means that I care. Because nobody gets mad at things they don't care about. No, who's going to get mad at something they don't care about? Nobody does. So the fact that you get mad, whether it's, you know, a political state in the country, whether it's protests, whether it's Whatever it is, if you get mad about something and you feel passionate about it enough to speak about it, that obviously means you care. So anybody who targets me. Unplug your one part. So, you know, anyway, that's my little two cents on the political state of America. So uh, to answer your question, five five nine, let me go ahead and, and get into this. Um, I was gonna, I wasn't gonna start with this, but since we got a text message about it, so a free agent who is a player who has had four cured seasons of six or more games on an active roster, and not the practice squad. So if if a player is on now, I don't know if it counts on injured reserve. Um, the website I went to didn't really get into if the player was on injured reserve or not and how that all goes into, but it has to be six or more games on an active roster, right? an NFL roster. So a cured season is six games on the roster. So after four seasons with the six games on an NFL roster, I don't know if it's six games every season or it's only six games. Per, it has to be six games per season. I'm assuming it's just total. Like you're four years and you've spent, you know, that's what I'm assuming. Like I said, this article didn't go into details about that. But so after a player has had, which the only way you see it nowadays is with um, rookie um, undrafted free agents, like, for example, Matt Breeden um, or um, Kendrick Bourne. So four years from now, or I would have to go look back and see what the contract you signed last year for. But essentially, okay, so let's say this this day of this year, right, the Niners picked up a player and they signed him to a three-year contract. And after the end of the three-year contract, he would be a restricted free agent. He wouldn't have four seasons of six or more games on an active roster to count as an unrestricted free agent. Unrestricted free agent means you can sign with anybody. So Jimmy G is an unrestricted free agent. But theoretically, Jimmy G can go sign with any team he wants, and there's nothing, Niners can don't get no compensation. They just, hey, sucks to be on, basically. Restricted free agent is a player who has more, no more, no less than three seasons. A team can sign them to a long-term deal or place a tender or qualifying offer based on the rounds, and has the rights to first refusal 
So basically what it means is that you have different tenders. If it's a first round tender, second round tender, and then you have what's called original round slash first right to refusal. So let's just say Niner signed a player to a three-year contract and he, they signed him to a three-year contract. After that contract expired, the Niners can either let him walk, they can give him a tender, say a one-year tender based on where his draft position is, so if it's a first round, they have a first round tender, second round, they have a second round tender, anything after the second round, they do what's called first rights to refusal original round. So they have a breakdown of, you know, what the tender has to be per round. Now, so if a team, this is where it gets kind of tricky. So the Niners, Matt Burita's three-year contract's up, he's a restricted free agent, the Niners slap a one-year tender on him. Now, any team could come and try to sign him. Now, what happens is, so let's say the Broncos want to sign Matt Breida. So they would offer him whatever contract, you know, 30-year contract, $50 million, for example, right? And that's crazy. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Well, then the Niners have the right to match that offer and say, okay, well, we'll match your three-year, $50 million contract, and then they keep him. Or they can say, no, we're not, we're not going to sign him to this three-year, you know, we're not going to match the deal that you offered him. And then, therefore, they would get draft compensation in return. The draft compensation is based off of where he was taken. So if he's a third-round pick, uh, the team that's trying to sign him has to give the Niners a third-round pick. If he's an undrafted free agent or an undrafted restricted free agent, then the Niners would get no compensation in return for that. Okay, so basically to go over that again because it got kind of confusing, unrestricted free agent can sign with whoever he wants as long as he's had, you know, four, uh, six games or more on an NFL roster in four years. A restricted free agent, the team has the right to match whatever deal that another team offers. And then you have exclusive right free agents, which means the player has, who hasn't had preseason, so if he's a rookie and he only signs a two-year deal, he's an exclusive right free agent. So, for example, I believe Kendrick Bourne only signed a one-year deal. So Kendrick Bourne this season, he has, he, he has less than three seasons, so he's an exclusive right free agent, which basically means he can only negotiate with the Niners. So they have an option. Basically, he can try to negotiate with the team and get them to sign them to a long-term deal, but the team doesn't have to. The team can offer them the league, a one-year league minimum, and he either takes it or he's no longer in the NFL for that season. So that hardly ever comes up. You know, most of the time, either the team's going to sign them to a long-term deal or they're just going to let him walk. Restricted free agents really don't come up any so much anymore because contracts are basically all predetermined based on where you're drafted and whatnot. Now the only thing is, so people would say, well, if the contract's predetermined, why does someone and Thomas hold out a day in camp? We'll see. The only thing that's negotiable in working contract is signing money, which is the only part of the contract that's guaranteed. So what agents want is they want the most money up front. You know, they want their client to get the most money guaranteed right now because the rest of the contract isn't guaranteed. What the team wants is the team wants to push that bonus money back 
they want to, you know, spread it out over years so it's not guaranteed. The, the, the agent, who obviously is working for the player's best interest, wants as much money as – and so that's where you get to the Solomon Thomas situation where his representatives in the Niners were – they weren't meeting in the middle as far as bonus money. The, the, the amount of years and the money that he could pay is already predetermined. It's signing money that they were having issues with. And that's why he was helped. That's why he was able to participate in the first day of training camp. That's, so that could come up again this year, you know, with our first round draft pick. Maybe he wants eight million guaranteed and the Niners only want to give him four. You know, that they would have issues and that could possibly, you know. So another difference, yeah, go. There's a difference between the various different um the various different free agent, unrestricted free agent. Those are terms that you'll probably hear this offseason. The Niners only have one restricted free agent, and I don't think they're going to bring him back. So that's really not an issue for us this year. The most important part, and where I think that people are going to start to um, – people are going to start to um, really pay attention is, is franchise tags. So why don't we do this? Why don't we go ahead and take a quick commercial break? I'll go ahead and, and sort everything out, see if I can find that new song to play for y'all. And we'll come back from our break. So, um. Okay. Apparently our soundboard isn't working. Um, okay. So I guess we won't take our commercial break. Um, sorry about that. I guess music's Unavailable for right now. Wow. Um, okay. Sorry about that. I guess we won't have live music right now. The show wants to give me issues, as always. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Okay, I guess it's back. Okay, so sorry about that, y'all. Okay, we're going to go ahead and go on commercial right now. Thank you. 
So um, I was just happened to be on Facebook during the break, and uh, we got breaking news. The Niners hired Ken Norton Jr. So this comes from the Niners website, but you can go to their Facebook page and click on it. But the San Francisco 49ers announced on Monday the team has named Ken Norton Jr. assistant head coach, defensive inside linebackers. In addition, Johnny Holland will be, be – will become the team's run game specialist slash outside linebacker coach, and Michael Clay will become assistant special teams coach. Ken, this is a quote, Ken brings a great deal of knowledge and experience to our team, having spent more than two decades as an NFL player, player and coach, said head coach Kyle Shanahan. Throughout his career, Ken has developed a tremendous understanding of our defensive system, making a perfect fit for our staff. With four Super Bowl titles on his resume, including one as a 49er, Ken knows firsthand what it takes to become a championship-caliber team. Norton, 51, joins – wow, he's the same age as his number. Norton, 51, joins the 49ers as spending two and a half seasons as the Raiders' defensive coach. In 2016, Norton's defense produced Associated Plus Player of the Year, Cleo Mack. And two pro players, Mack and safety Reggie Nelson. Prior to Oakland, Norton Jr. spent five years, 10 through 14, as Seattle linebacker coach. Before his time in Seattle, Norton served as defensive assistant slash linebacker coach and linebackers coach and assistant head coach at the University of Southern California for six seasons. He began his coaching career at a high school level, serving as defensive coordinator at Hamilton, Los Angeles, California, high school in 2003. As a native of Winchester, California, Norton played in the NFL for 13 seasons, originally being drafted by the Crygirls in the second round, 41st overall in the 1988 draft. He spent his first six seasons with the Crygirls, 88 through 93, and he spent his final seven seasons with San Francisco, 94 through 2000. So he spent more time as a Niner. Named Associated Press First Team All-Pro in 95, Norton is the only player in his NFL history to play on three consecutive Super Bowl winning teams. Super Bowls 22 and 23 with 28, sorry, 27 and 28 with Dallas and Super Bowl 29 with us. Throughout his career, he played in 192 games, 188 starts, 191 games, 188 starts, and registered 1,274 tackles, 12 and a half sacks, 13 fumble recoveries, 16 forced fumbles, five interceptions, and 49 passes defense. defense. Norton played collegially at US, UCLA for four seasons, 84 through 87, where he earned All-American honor, honors and was a finalist for the Buckus Award winner in 1987. He earned his bachelor's degrees in Scientology so, or sociology from UCLA. In 2017, Holland was linebacker coach while Clay was served as team assistant strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, you missed out. But while we were away at breaking and we were out having a cigarette, Niners announced that Ken Norton is going to be um, our new uh, assistant head coach slash line, in, uh, inside linebacker coach. You remember Ken Norton, right? Yeah. Number 51? Yeah, he was the one that, he was the one that always used to wear the cowboy hat. Yeah, he's uh, he's the one that came from the Cowboys, and he, he, last year in Cowboys was 93, and then he came. He was one of part of my big 
big signings in, in you know in '94 that essentially yeah inside that inside linebackers coach uh assistant head coach and it just says a defense I don't know so it's offensive assistant head coach defensively I don't know uh slash inside linebackers. Kenny Norton was the one that any time he scored a touchdown, he punched the goalpost because it had a shout-out to his dad, Kenny Norton Sr., who was a boxer. So, I know you know who Kenny Norton is. Like, I know. Like, you – I know who Kenny Norton is. So, I know you know who Kenny Norton is because you remember the 90s way more than I do. Well, he, he played in the 2000s as well. But, well, I believe – let's see, he played seven years for us, so 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99. Oh, so he retired after the 2000. But I remember Ken Norton. Ken Norton used to do um, on uh, Fox on Channel 2, KTUV or whatever it is. He used to do the, um, it's called like Niners Playbook or something like that with Fonzie. Um, or um, not, uh, who's the old white dude? The old white dude with the gray hair. Um, Mark, Mark, um, Mark, what is it? Mark, not by Purdy. Uh, I know you know who I'm talking about. Huh? Mark Barnes, there you go. I think it was Mark Barnes. Um, he's, like, I know you know him because he's, he's did, you know, Bay Area sports forever. So I know you know him. But yeah, they, those two used to do the Niners, it was like called Niners pregame or Niners playbook or something like that. So they used to do it. Because I remember I used to watch that, and then after Ken Norton was Jerry Newberry. I love Jerry Newberry. Oh, also, so I have this from official uh, official source. I was at David Buster's at Great Mall here in the Bay Area, and I randomly look over, and there's Eli Harrell. So I walked up to him, and he seemed to be with some of them. The kid looked like I don't mean to sound rude or mean or anything, but he looked special to me. So he's probably, it looked like he was, um, he was, you know, volunteering his time. And so I walked up to him and I said, um, hey, I was like, Eli. And he looked at me, smiles, and I was like, hey, man, I don't mean to disturb you. I just wanted to come over real quick, shake your hand, and say, go Niners. And he's like, all right, man, go Niners. And I was like, you're going to bring us a ring next year? And he's like, of course. And so I was like, all right, man. So I said, all right, and told him about the show and said, you know, if any of you and the players ever want to come on, y'all more than welcome to come on, you know? So I, said, I gave him the Facebook page, and I doubt I doubt that he's going to, you know, call or come on or anything. He's probably just being polite. But So then um, I go to the bar because, um, you know, my homegirl, I told you that was buying the drinks on, what was that, Friday, Saturday? Um, she said that, okay, you know, we're going to have one more round, and then, you know, we're going to call it a night. So I said, all right, cool. So I'm at the bar. Um, I'm at the bar getting ready for my drink, and I just happen to look to my left, and he pulls up the uh, – he stands up to the bar next to me. And he's like, hey, man, how's it going? And I said, good, bro. Good to see you again. And so we, we chopped it up for a little bit, and um, he chopped it up for a little bit, and – he comes and I've been informed that the team, just the overall locker room vibe and everything has um, really changed from Jimmy G's story. 
But the way that I made it seem like it, the players really respected CJ back then. Like, you know, they really respected him because he was tough and he was getting the shit beat out of him and, you know, kept on, kept on ticking, as they say, right? But, you know, everything changed when Jimmy G. He was like, just from the day that he, he said that he remembered his first practice. And from his first practice, you just looked at him and you said, okay, bro, this is, this is the reveal. Hold the field right here. And so he said that um, that he, he is a firm believer that the Niners have found their starting quarterback. And I hate to say this, but, you know, I didn't say this to him, obviously, because I go, why? You, you know me, I ain't a scary cat, but, man, he was a big dude. Like, I looked at him and I was like, bro, you are, like, unnaturally, like, like his chest was so big it almost looked like he had boobies. Like, like you know, have you ever seen those, those chests that are so big that they almost look like boobies? That's like, he was just that yoked, and you're just like, like, obviously, I recognize him anyway because he's a Niner, so I recognize him, but, like, anybody who walked by him has got to, like, he's got to play football or something. Like, there's nobody who's actually that big without playing, like, football or something. Like, maybe not professional football, but, like, that one, play, that one dude who said he used to play for San Jose State, and I walked up to him, and I was like, hey, bro, you play football? And he was like, oh, I used to play for San Jose State. You can always tell, like, if somebody's not that big or that in shape without playing some type of sports in their life or, or with them recently. So I thought that was a little funny. When I found that out, I was like, I got to see that on the show on Monday. I got to let the fellow Seifu who are listening in today and that will be listening to the podcast throughout the week. I have to let them know that. You know, I found that pretty interesting to hear it from an actual player. You know what I'm saying? And, and it wasn't like he was – I was some reporter or something like that. I was just some random dude that he, he probably – he probably already forgot. Him. You know what I'm saying? And he said that, uh, you know, the players believe in Jimmy G. So that makes me um, – okay, I'm getting breaking, breaking news right now. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much what I just read. How long will he go in special teams? Oh, no, Johnny Holland was our um, linebacker's coach. So I guess he's going to do, I think, but, yeah, he's special teams outside linebacker uh, coach. Kyle Shanahan has came out and said that, you know, he knows that there's some coaches who are interviewing for college jobs or, you know, and things like that, but he said he didn't plan on making any any coaching changes, so this must be, be preempting. Somebody must have called him and told him that they were going to accept another job, and so he went ahead and – or what this could also be is this could also be that, you know, giving Johnny Holland – the focus of focusing just specifically on outside linebackers, delegating the duties. Instead of him dealing with all linebackers, he just has to worry about. And so, this is what I love. This is what I was just talking to you. I, I was just talking to my wife about this yesterday. When I said, I don't understand, except for Tom Rathman, I said, I don't understand why John Taylor isn't our wide receiver coach. Now, it could be very well that Mr. Taylor doesn't want to be our wide receiver coach. You know what I'm saying? But why is it? Why is why is Tom Rathman the only Niner great that came back and been a position coach? 
And I love this because Ken Norton knows what's up. Ken Norton was there on our last championship team. Ken Norton was a great linebacker. He was a, I should say great. He was a good linebacker. You know what I'm saying? He was a good linebacker. He knows. And to me, what it means to is he understands this organization. He was around in our heyday. You feel me? So he knows what it's like and how much the Niners mean to this area. And not just the area. I mean, I say the area because, you know, how could he know what the Niners mean to somebody in, you know, Georgia? You know what I'm saying? He knows how much in the Bay Area, bro. When all teams are cracking, you know, you got the Niners, the Sharks, the Raiders, the Giants, the A's, you know, whatever. All teams are cracking, the Niners run the bank. There's just no question about it. Whatever, you know, people want to say about the Giants or, you know, and I'm a Giants fan. You know this. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge Giants fan. I love the I'm, – I'm part of the Orange Army, bro. But no question, bro. The two teams that hold my heart are the Niners and the Sharks. And the Niners are above everything else. But the Sharks have a special place in my heart because they're my hometown team. But, okay, so we got about 20 minutes in the show, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. But I thought those were some pretty cool tidbits, and then we got that. Literally, I just hopped to look on Facebook, and it just popped up from the Niners' uh, Facebook page. It popped up, and I was like, oh, I got to break this on the show. So, okay, exclusive franchise tag. So we have three options as far as franchise tackers are concerned. You have the exclusive franchise tag. Only the team that uses the franchise tag can exclusive franchise tag can, can negotiate with that player. It's a one-year tender that is the average of the top five salaries at position or 120% of his previous salary when it's ever higher. So the Niners slap hit Jimmy G with the exclusive franchise tag. We're the only one that can negotiate with him as far as long-term deal or nobody else can even try to sign him. He, basically, they slap the exclusive franchise tag on him. Jimmy G will be a Niner next year, no other, unless we decide to trade him, which we're not going to do. Non-exclusive tag is a one-year tender, but it's the top five positions over five seasons. As is weighted against the cap, so I don't know exactly what that means. But that's what it says. The player can negotiate with other teams, but the current team has the right to match. Match any offer. If it don't, if it decides not to match its offer, it gets two first round draft picks. <laughs> so essentially, with this option, Jimmy G can negotiate with other teams, right? And so let's say, let's say for example, Jimmy G negotiates with the Jaguars, and they say, okay, we'll give you a six-year, hundred sixty-five million dollar contract. The Niners have the right to say, okay, well, we match that. He's ours now. Or if they say, no, you know, we're not going to touch him the Jaguars have to give up two first-round draft picks. So they would give up their draft pick in 2018 and 2019 as well, or 2019-2020. And then the transition tag is the same as the non-exclusive tag, but it's the top 10 salaries. But and teams can still ever negotiate, but if, if they decide not to match, there is no compensation. Teams can also rescind the offer, but it still counts as their tag. So basically the transition tag is, is uh, the way that the, the, the author of the, the post on, on the website basically said is, is that, you know, you like a girl, you enjoy dating her, but you're not ready to put a ring on it. So you kind of just test the waters and see if anybody else, 
And then, you know, somebody else is willing to put a ring on it. You can say, okay, here, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll marry you now. Or you can say, hey, thanks for nothing. So Jimmy G, to get franchised this year is about 22 to $24 million. And the second year would be about $29 million. So the total, or I think it's just $28 million. So the total for two years would be about $52 million. So the way I'm looking at it is that if I'm the Niners, I sign them to a five-year deal, and I sign them to a five-year deal because that's when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan's contract expired. And if for some odd, unforeseen reason that nobody in the empire believes is going to happen, the Niners want to get rid of Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and Jimmy G, when they bring in the new regime, they're not tied to a bad contract. They, they can start fresh, new quarterback, new all that. You put in $60 million because because if you look at it, Jimmy G, if the Niners offer him anything less than $52 million, signing guarantee, Jimmy G's like, well, I could just be, I just can be franchised for the next two years and be guaranteed to make 52. So what's the incentive of me to sign a long-term deal if I can make the same amount of money guaranteed? you know, for two years as a franchise. So you offer him $60 million, that way he's guaranteed more than he would the franchise tax, and you give him about $130, $135 million, so he's making slightly more than Derek Carr. I, I don't see that. To me, that to me, that's what I think it's going to be. Honestly, if you tell me that the fact that the Niners are definitely going to sign Jimmy G to a long-term deal this year, that's the terms I think. I think it's going to be about five years, it's going to be around $60 million guaranteed, and it's going to be about 130 130 or 126 to about 135 million dollars. So, to me, I don't see no problem with that. I say so. I say put a ring on it and sign it right down. You know, I understand people taking the the cautious approach and saying, hey, it's only five games, and you know, look who capped into us and. You know, all that stuff. But see, to me, the difference between Cap and Jimmy G is that Cap was a developmental project. So you looked at him and you said, okay, he has this unique skill set, skill set. You know, he can run, da 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 right? And then, you know, Harbaugh was like, okay, well, we can teach him to be a pocket passer, read defenses, things like that. And you never saw it. You know, Cap wasn't able to read defenses. Cap, Cap was pretty much a one-throw quarterback. For the most part, he was a one-star quarterback. And Cap, when he ran, Cap never, when he ran, he wasn't looking to run and keeping his eyes downfield. So Cap was ready to run. Yeah. You know, Cap pretty much wasn't, Cap scrambled, you know, to get out of pressure or whatever. It was, Cap was taking off. He wasn't continuing to look downfield. Now, I'm not saying that he never did that. I mean, there's probably, if you go through all his plays, there's probably a play that he began to run, kept his eyes downfield, you know, and threw the ball down. But I'm talking about consistently. You know, the, the, the traits that make a good quarterback and a great quarterback, to me, you see him with Jimmy G. You see him calm. You see him moving the pocket, just a slight move here, a slight step here, just to buy himself that extra split second, you know, to make that throw. You see him always have his eyes out. Even when he's scrambling, his eyes are always downfield. You know what I'm saying? When uh, the touchdown run that he had against the first touchdown against Jacksonville, that was going to call play. Um, somebody had came in with a play call, and Jimmy G was like, yeah, okay, we're not going to go with that. This is what we're going to go with. You know, and, and – but, see, I like that because that's a quarterback making the decision. It's something he sees in the defense. He said, I see this in the defense. 
you know, I know at least the game plan. He doesn't know the playbook yet, but he knows the game plan. I, I know the game plan. This is the play we're going to call against the defense. And you know what impresses me even more that he did that? It worked. You know what I'm saying? It worked. And so, I say it's a less of risk to sign Jimmy G to a long-term deal because you can see the intangibles. You can see the tools that make a great quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so arm strength, you know, field vision. But yeah, sure, there's plenty of plenty of things that I'm pretty sure he can improve on. But I mean, how scary is that? We're ready to freaking, people are calling him Goat Roppolo. People are comparing him to Joe and that he can only get better. Think about that. He hasn't even reached his potential, full potential yet. Well, He's getting his chance now, but, I mean, that's what excites me the most as a Nine fan. That's what excites me the most as a Nine fan is you saw how we played, and I'm sorry. I told this dude at the club yesterday, I said, look, I watched every second of that Jacksonville game. I watched every second of the game this past million years, but still, I watched every second of that Jacksonville game. Did we not? That Smokey did. And I said, I'm sorry, there's nothing that I saw from the Jacksonville Jaguars that make me think that they're a better team than my I watched that game, and clearly the Niners were the better team, at least offensively. The Niners were the better team that day. There was nothing, no point in that game where I ever thought we were going to lose. Even when they started coming back, they just scored a 19 unanswered. You know what I'm saying? I still wasn't like, oh, my God, we're going to find a way to lose this. I had that old feeling of, that used to happen out of the kid. It was that you just knew the Niners were going to win. It just wasn't a doubt. You just you just knew it. And it's it's. I'm excited. If you, if y'all can't tell, I'm, I'm super juiced, bro. I can't wait till next season. I mean, man, wake me up when uh, wake me up when August and summertime is gonna last. When can next season come? Wake me up when August ends. That wake me up when September ends. Wake me up when August ends. <laughs> but I'm ready for football, baby. Think about it. And we're we're not even like the season's over, just a little over a week done, and I'm already ready for football. <laughs> Well, oh, that's um, a playoffs. I'm not interested in that. Okay. So we got about a little less than 10 minutes. Um, are you going to get burritos? I'm going to go and make money. I don't know this place is. I can show you on the computer because I got some things to do after the show. I just want to Because I'm not trying to go over there and go to Capitol. Probably by the time I go over there, it's going to be closed, but I'm not trying to wait for now.
but you can still negotiate a long-term deal. So they're going to franchise him just so it's done. You feel what I'm saying? And they'll be like, hey, that way, if we don't come to terms on a long-term deal, we're not dealing with the hairy situation. February 27th through the 5th is, uh, through March 5th, is the Scotting Combine. Uh, March 6th, before 4 p.m. is the deadline for franchise play, uh, tags to be uh, applied to players. March 12th through 14th, teams can negotiate with unrestricted free agents but cannot sign them till 4 p.m. after 4 p.m. Eastern on the 14th. 14th, March 14th is the deadline to exercise options for all players for the 2018 season by 4 p.m. March 14th is to make qualifying offers to unrestricted, unrestricted free agents to retain first, right, first refusal slash compensation before 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. March 14th also is when teams must be under the salary cap for 2018. March 14th, the new year, new NFL season or year, league year, quote unquote, begins at 4 p.m. Eastern. April 16th, be, um, teams with returning head coaches can begin off-season program. So look for us around um, April 16th to start our off-season program. April 26th through 28th is the NFL draft. Either March. 4th through 7th or 11th through 14th is uh, when we can have rookie minicamp. July 16th at 4 p.m. is the deadline for multi-year contracts for franchise players. So if basically July 16th is the deadline for us to come up with a long-term contract for Jenny G. Okay. Uh, we're going to, I think we're going to go a little over today. Okay, our unrestricted, our, our unrestricted free agent, Tim Barnes, He's not coming back. Uh, Jimmy G. Cool, five stars, six games, 1,500 passing yards, five, seven touchdowns, five picks. Ran 13 times for 11 yards, three first downs, and one touching down. Obviously, we're locking him up. Tank Carradine, eight weeks on the IR, eight games, seven starts, 19 tackles, one and a half sacks. I bring him back as, on a reasonable contract that can easily be terminated if he, he doesn't make the roster out of camp. Um, Brock Coyle became a middle linebacker after Bo was traded to let go. Played all 16 games, 10 starts, 62 tackles, and a half sack. I bring back Brock Coyle as a, as a backup. You know, he's susceptible. He's susceptible. How do you say it? Susceptible. Susceptible to um, pass, but um, I think he's a very solid run, run defender. So I would not mind Brock Coyle back in the Ruben Foster. Uh, okay. Oh, and he also had um, one force fumble. These were doables, started five games, and 19 tackles, two sacks. I let him go. Antonio Axon Jr. made one sack, three tackles in three games. I let him go. Brian Fresco started all 16 games, played through partially torn biceps. Oh, that one, that's a, that one to me is, I bring him in as a camp body to compete. So, Gary Gildum, Gildum played eight games, one star, IR with a knee. I bring him back on a, on a short, short-term deal to compete for a backup role. Leon Hall, Cousin brought back, played nine games, one star, 16 tackles, one force fumble. I say let him go. Carlos Hyde, 1,290 yards from scrimmage, 59 receptions, 350 yards. Eight touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, played all 16 games, 
930 yards, 938 yards on 240 carries for 3.9 yards per attempt. If, if he's going to ask for a reasonable deal, if, if he's going to ask for reasonable money, I bring him back. But I don't think he. I don't think. I think there's somebody that because of the running back for agent class is so so small and just you know what I'm saying. Uh, Carlos Hyde is probably the best running back that will hit free agency this year. I see a team willing to you know back up the bridge truck, and I don't think Carlos Hyde is is the type of player you back up the bridge truck for. Hey, so Jackson played four games before IR. No stats. I, I let him go. Dante Johnson started all 16 games, 76 tackles, one pick, which was a pick six. Bye-bye, Dante. Um, he was benched way too much. Chris Jones, IR in August. I bring him back on a reasonable deal to compete, to compete for a roster spot in training camp. Uh, Daniel Kilgore started all six games. Matter of fact, only missed one offensive snap all year. I bring him back. I, I like Daniel Kilgore as a backup center. I don't like him as a starting center, but I like him as our backup. Um, Aaron Lynch played seven games, no starts, one sack, nine tackles, one fumble recovery. He's going to walk out of him walk. Cassius March, six games, two forced fumbles, two sacks, and a strip sack. Or two shots, including a six. Two sacks, including a strip sack. Uh, nine tackles, one forced free fumble. Or, sorry, that was again. Uh, ten tackles. I bring him back. Lewis Murphy was cut, was brought back. In, cut the camp, but brought back seven games, eight catches for 121 yards. And one touchdown, which was Jimmy G's first touchdown as a Niner. That's going to win somebody some money in a, in a trivia game one day. Um, I bring him back to compete for a roster spot. Uh, let's see. We have Logan Paulson, 14 games, no starts. Um, actually had no stats either. Mostly blocking, blocking tight end. I let him go. Eric Reed missed three games, but had 66 tackles, two picks. Uh, I would bring him back if he's willing to, you know, compete and possibly move to another position if he is in our starting run. Um, John safety. And I also think that Eric Reed's market is going to be extremely small because of his, you know, his protest, his dance, you know, as far as dance and protest and everything. So I, I think that not a lot of teams are going to want to sign him. So I, I think he'll be back at the Niner. And Mark Lugacha, he's our only restricted free agent. He played two games on special teams, no tackles. I don't see a reason to bring him back. So, with that being said, I hope everybody enjoyed this week. Yet again, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com. We'll go ahead and see y'all next week. Till then, peace, love, and happiness. Go Niners. Super duper secret producer, anything you want to say? Nope, she said go Niners. So, peace, love, and happiness. God bless y'all. We'll see you next week. Alvin, go ahead and take care. Thank you, everybody.